the Open Source Creative Podcast, episode 36, Passionocracy? This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity process and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. New episode fun time! Hey folks, this week is a little bit more about open source software than it is about creativity, but but only a little. Don't worry, I bring it around back at the at the end of the show. At, at least I hope I do. Uh, what, what, what am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the way collaboration happens in open source projects. More specifically, I'm talking about how projects are, are managed, how conflicts are resolved, and, and how I think it's a mistake to consider open source software development uh, a meritocracy. In fact, developing an open source software application in, in a collaborative space is, is, has a lot more in common with creative collaborations than you might think. As, as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing boils down to passion. But, of course, rather than rehash the whole subject here, I'll just stop now and get right into the episode where I've already talked about it. Let's go. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Why, hello? Oof, that's probably the creepiest opening. <laughs> Not uh, well, intro opening, whatever. It's probably the creepiest one I've done so far. Yeah, still gonna work on those. And in any case, hi folks. Just me. Uh, got a little, uh, little, 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 little fun little conversation today. Talking about, um governance that makes sense so I've, I've been thinking a lot recently about how open source projects are managed and sort of trying to find the best way to describe them and it's not simple <laughs> so there, 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 there's a lot of different people have, a lot of people have tried to uh to do this, and I'm not going to presume to know that I have I have the best one, but I, I'm, I may have come up with something. So, just to sort of give, give you an idea, what, what I'm what I'm referring to is how how an open source project is is led and managed. How do disagreements get settled? How do pieces of code get accepted or or rejected or or those sorts of things? And that's a question that's a little up to debate, and and it does vary from one project to another, but. There's some consistency there. So, for instance, you'll see the phrase BDFL, Benevolent Dictator for Life. And that usually lends itself to the, the first person the, who, who made the project. It's not always the case. Uh, there are people who, who adopt control of a, of a project after it's well underway and, and they sort of become its steward. And then, but they they still sort of once once they assume that mantle. I mean, they 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 do have that sort of benevolent dictator role, where basically they they're the tiebreaker, right? And you'll see a lot of people also referring to to open source software as a as a meritocracy, 
which isn't it isn't entirely accurate I don't think and and you get there's there's the term itself has become loaded and and I'm not going to go into the whole reason for that as much but whether it's loaded or not it's it's not really ac- accurate right so so a meritocracy is is says something along the lines of of the the whatever has the best merit wins the best the best code best whatever is the best is the is the one that will win in a in a in a dispute situation right and in my experience at least with with open source projects is that there's there simply isn't enough dispute enough no not even dispute but the the population isn't high enough for for there to be enough options for there to be the best one to to win right it's it's usually it's it's a solution versus no solution to a particular bug or an issue or a new feature it's it's not like there are it's not like there are frequently two competing options that that we have to, that people have to choose from for any particular feature, and, but and when there are, I mean that's that's why forks happen, right? That's why somebody thinks they have a better way of doing something, they they produce a fork, and either the two projects diverge and go about their merry way, or you know the the fork gets merged into the original code, or the original code the fork gets more popular and the original code merges into it, but. Even in that case, it's it's you know you have a choice of two options. That's not really definitively the best option. One of hell, neither of them could necessarily be the best option. It's just whichever one the developer writing it is most passionate about. I mean, there could be one that has more advantages than the other. And and that's the other thing about about using the term of, of a meritocracy. I mean. Software development is is as much a an engineering practice as it is a creative practice. And in creative work, there are optimal solutions. There are there are good solutions. There's not, I can't you can't always say that there's a definitively best solution or best work in in in, in creative production, right? That's, you can. You could say that something is is good or not good, or it's it's suitable or it's not suitable. Suits me, doesn't suit me. Um, it's it's matches a particular situation or whatever. Those those are, are but they're all relativistic sort of sort of metrics. Likewise, in a, on an engineering standpoint, there are occasionally situations, very simple situations, where you know you have two options or or seven options or whatever, and one of them is clearly the the better one to go with but even then it's better for for a particular set of circumstances and even in that case you you, you know in engineering you're 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 always faced with trade-offs right you, you can't always have everything basically right you, if if you 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 gain an advantage in one one thing it's it's because you've you've sacrificed another advantage elsewhere and it's a me- it's a matter of, of compromise to see where you're most comfortable doing that trade-off, right? That's common in engineering, and it's also common in design, right? Just in, in not just in art, but also in, in, in design. There's, there's, there's a lot of trade-offs. You can, you can have it, you know, 
this is a very contrived example, but you know, you could have it very pretty, but it doesn't actually, it's not actually functional, <laughs> right? Uh, or, or if you're making something that's, that's, that's functional, but, but maybe it's, it's not attractive or, or engaging for, for the desired audience. Those those are design trade-offs, and that's the same sort of thing we run in run into, and in, and in those sort of things. So, because of those kinds of trade-offs, because everything is a little bit, there's no definitive best. I I I, I don't think that declaring the majority of open source software as, as a meritocracy is, is even fair. Hell, most most open source projects are are managed by one person. How are you going to have a meritocracy with, with one person? Right? It's it's because that one person had had enough interest to, to actually pursue it that there's a solution at all. And it's the best that that person could come up with. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. And so I, it doesn't really qualify itself as, as a meritocracy. No, what, what I think fits open source development the most accurately the most accurately Ugh, that's horrible this phrase what I think what I think fits open source software software man I can't speak already so what I think fits open source software most accurately is is I've heard I've heard it referred to as a as a as a duocracy but I, I like to think of it more as a as a as a, as a passionocracy and so it's it's whoever has whoever cares about it the most to do something about it, they get control. That's that's really what it comes down to, and that fits for forks and everything. So you have two people who are working on a particular feature or a program overall. They have two different approaches, and they can't reconcile those differences. And one of them is not giving way to the other. You end up with a fork, and you end up with a fork specifically because we're dealing with a passionocracy. We're dealing with a level of interest and passion and the two people involved in, in a fork would have, or two groups of people even, have, have enough of a differing philosophy that they're, they're not willing to concede to the other and they want, they, 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 they want to go through the effort of producing that work. That's, that's a passionocracy. That's, that's, that's what that comes down to. That happens in forks, and that happens in, in in a general sense, right? The the common refrain for an open source for for, for open source development is is it's it's somebody scratching an itch, right? An artist or or a designer or a coder or someone who actually knows knows what knows software development. You know, it, it come it can the, the source of, of it can come from anywhere any one place, but the the what it comes down to is a person who has an interest in scratching an itch and, and is, is writing code to, to, to service that itch, right? So, you know, I, you have an interest in, in I, I had an interest in making Blender play elevator music while it, uh, while it, while it renders. Eh, I mean, nobody else really had that interest, but it was funny enough to me and amusing enough to me and I had enough passion in that ridiculously stupid idea to to write an add-on that does exactly that. It plays plays 
elevator music when uh, when you render. But it also led to, uh, and it also plays a gong when, when your render job is finished. But what that also led to, in order to implement that really dumb idea, I actually had to submit a patch to Blender itself so that, that there was a callback for, for various render parts. And what, that, what that, that meant is that Blender got the ability to issue, you, you could do a callback function when, when, when a single frame was being finished rendering, rendered as opposed to the, the entire render job finishing or if somebody cancels rendering. And what that does is, yeah, it allows me for my really dumb music add-on, but what it also does in a more serious sense is that it allows a little bit of features like that, that a render farm would use for, for knowing when, when a render is done. Or you can also use that, that same little feature for uh, estimating the, the time to finish a, a render job. Those, those more practical applications came from my, my dumb application of, of playing elevator music. But it was because I had the, 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 the passion for the, for the, I had the passion for the stupidity but it, 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 that, that's where it comes from. And the lots where a lot of open source, that's where the majority of open source software development comes from is it's whoever has the biggest interest in a particular solution to, you know, this could be for an entire application or, or a, a feature within that application. Whoever has the, the, the passion to do something about it is the one that actually ends up owning it because, well, they, they created something where everyone else didn't. And... That doesn't mean it's the best solution, but if you compare any solution to no solution, any solution is generally speaking better than no solution. So compared to, to not having a solution, uh, the first one or only solution that someone's come up with is infinitely better, <laughs> right? And, and so if you're going by, if you're using that as your, as your metric, then yeah, maybe you can call it a meritocracy, but it's really, it's really, I think it's about that, that passion and that interest. And that's also why open source software in general, I think is, is a, is a different beast from close the, the, the closed source development model is that, you know, the people who are, who are writing the, the, this code, they do it because they care. Even even when they're paid to do it, right? That, but especially in the case where where you you have volunteer development, it's it's happening. Those pieces of code are are, are being submitted because that person cared enough to write the code to to expend the effort to make that thing, and we shouldn't discount that. And and yeah, I, I know I, I was. I, I've been, I started off with saying that it, you know it's not necessarily the best solution, which is true, but there there's there is value in in a person putting an effort into actually making anything. So yeah, don't don't discount that. That means also, you know, that's why you'll see occasionally heated arguments among users and developers and whatever because there's because that was a, a sense of you know. They, they expended sort of personal effort and, and, and it's something they cared enough to write, you know, just like with, with any, any art that, that we produce, 
we, we take a level of ownership of it. We put our, a little bit of ourselves into that work. And so sometimes if you're offering a critique of a software package, the same way you might be a bit more thoughtful about how you're offering critique on, on, on a, on a piece of art on, you know, be it, be it an illustration or a block of writing or whatever, you know, we, we've, we've gotten ourselves to, to offer that kind of feedback in a, in a constructive way when it comes to, to our artwork. But for some reason we, we don't necessarily turn on that same switch for uh, for, for, for getting feedback on, on a software package. I mean, if you sit down and think about it, the, it's again, it's, it's not that dissimilar. They've put themselves, they put themselves into it. A lot of people have done this on a volunteer basis. So, you know, if you, if you shit can their work without, without taking, taking everything into consideration, then, then you're, you're not being particularly helpful or, 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 or productive. Uh, either whether you're a user or a developer, I mean that that doesn't necessarily matter. I mean feedback is great where, wherever it comes from. Most of the time, sometimes it's even if it's yeah, I mean so even even actually even feedback that is irrelevant or off base or off topic or 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 whatever. There's 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 some value there. Not a lot of value, but I mean again, somebody even to give feedback, somebody cares enough to to say something, to write it, to email it, to, to whatever. And yeah, a lot of that, a lot of time that doesn't, doesn't take a lot of effort to basically scream into the wind, but it's, it's, it's also kind of a message in a bottle, right? You, you, you throw that stuff out there. There's a chance that the developer who, 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 who's covering that particular part of the software could read that. And if you if you if you offer that feedback in a constructive way, they can often give you a a, a solution that, that can address the problem the problem you have with it, right? So yeah, this this ended up being sort of a circuitous how do you feedback thing, but what it, what it, what it was meant to be was was this 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 concept of of how open source software projects work. From a, from a from a creative standpoint, how how those projects are created and how individual features and whatnot are created, it is a passionocracy. That's what I'm going to call it. And you know, whoever 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 cares the most wins, more or less. That's that's what it comes down to. And and you'll see a lot of design projects actually. And if you see actually a lot of really successful collaborative work with whether it's software or design or or not just design but like other types of art as well music etc it's it's the a lot of the very successful collaborations like that aren't necessarily best based on the best solution and like i said before there isn't necessarily always a best solution it's it's the 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 compromise your your, your most acceptable compromise based on your circumstances Right, but even then, if you have multiple choices on that, it, the one that wins is usually the one the, the one that cares the most, and that's like, not always good. And that's not always fair. And that's not always the best result. But that's that's a description of what we have. And I don't think it's 
as a model, I don't think it's necessarily a bad one. And I don't even if even if it were a bad model, I don't I don't I can't think off the top of my head of a of a of a better model, right? It's it's it maybe one of those situations where where everything is shitty and the, the way we've got it right now is the least shitty and that's acceptable. <laughs> we can always work to make it make it even less shitty, but just like operating systems, they all suck. Just some suck less than others, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the way things are. And so that I guess that that that, that spins back around to asking you, what do you what, what what do you think? I mean, is is that is that am I am I giving an accurate portrayal of of how things work? And is is that how you see it? And if it if it is how you see it, if I am Listen, let's on the assumption that I am being accurate because I like to think that I speak accurately, except for when I'm lying. <laughs> then, uh, on, a, on a measure of goodness, I guess is is that model the most effective one that 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 could be used for open source software? What other ones are possible? Or if you think that I am inaccurate in my assessment here, which which what do you think is a better description of 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 that, because I'm actually pretty curious. I think I think there's a lot uh, of parallels between producing creative work and producing open source software, and and I think that that we should look into that and and, and sort of appreciate that for for what it is. And but you know, if I'm wrong, I want to know. So tell me so. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I had to say this week. I'll have something more to say next week, of course. And, uh, yeah, coming to the end of my commute. Once uh, this car slow down. <laughs> anyway, it's time to get to work. So what do you think? Is open source software development a, a passionocracy? How would you classify it? How, how would you change it? I want to know. And how can you let me know? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> the, the easiest way is to make a comment on this episode, this episode 36 on opensourcecreative.org, or you can track me down. I'm Jason Van Gumstrom on your favorite social media site. Just look for Monster Java Guns, or for this podcast, it has uh, OSS Creative on Facebook and Twitter, and you can let me know what you think there. In fact, I'm even on Mastodon now. Yeah, yeah, bandwagon, blah, 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 but... But I'm on the Mastodon.cloud instance as Monster Java Guns, of course. I also have an email newsletter. It's a plain text like traffic thing that goes out about once a month where you can get an early in on knowing anything that I'm going to be up to. You can subscribe to that on the sidebar of MonsterJavaGuns.com. Yeah. So, there we go. Talk to you guys next week. Time for you to get to work.